Bond saying I'm Mike Vick before the case. Mike Tyson before the rape. Mine stated MJ3 game time is lace. What's a lie to the truth? A defeated foe. Like two times two, but what a different meaning though. Be multiplying brand new. Mathematically clearing the windshield so you can clearly see through. That's Jesus at the end of that road. Greatness follow me, babe. I'ma show you how to make I'm a rap gorilla Smooth criminal Came here for the walking dead Yeah, thriller I talk it cause I'm confident And the caveat to the equation Is I'm heaven sent Problem the menacing I jumped in front of bullet Couldn't let him kill my brother Put my life on the line Because I love him You don't understand my kind I'm a last but dying breed My mama told me to avoid my dreams I better stand Yo, 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 welcome, welcome. You're now tuned in to the Progression Podcast, man. Let me get this off the screen right quick. I'm sitting here with my man, man, uh, my main man, man. Y'all don't even know this dude here. It's hard to catch him, though. You know, I don't know if he's somewhere. I think he's somewhere in New Zealand right now. I don't know. Uh, But, you know, this my man, David Trickett, man, from Charm Ministries, Charm Prison Ministries. I want to say it right. You know what I'm saying? So, man, how's it going, man? It's good, man. It's good. It's good man, to see you. I want to thank you for even, I know you got a busy schedule, so even taking the time to just talk to us, man. And um, I just I just want to really get into it because I know you, but some things I don't know, you know. Okay. I didn't know that you were uh, uh, bullied as a kid, so... That kind of stuff you can tell, so. Bro, I'm still getting bullied today. What are you talking about? Oh, I got are you? like you, man. I'm always getting bullied. <laughs> are you? Okay, I tell you what. I'm going to ask you this question, though, Dave. What was your childhood like, man? You want, you want the uh, pretty side or the raw side? I want the raw side, man. All this right. is a raw side. This is This show is called The Progression Podcast, man, where we speak on liberation, education and elevation so okay. i want to know you know how it started how it started pretty normal childhood you know obviously what what, what we like to call normal but I, four years old parents were divorced um didn't know at the time what kind of what kind of impact that would have um i had a real close relationship with my dad and all of a sudden now he was he was gone um and you know obviously working in prison ministries i do now I, I know the direct result of many of these men incarceration is either absent or abusive um, or passive father. Mm-hmm. Um, my father loved me. Um, he didn't know the Lord, but just his absence of not being in my life and living with my mom um, until I was about eight years old with a mm-hmm. pretty, pretty tough, tough deal. Um, and even after, you know, I, I would say I acted out pretty, pretty bad from the time I was about six to eight. Mm-hmm. I finally got my way and I got to move with my dad. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, but it still has to be mowed. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, I got over there with my dad, and you know, now you miss your mom, and there's that there's that missing piece. Yeah. The nurturing side. Um, and I don't know what just happened right there. You turn my, you turn um, your camera off, but I bet anyway, you can get it back. Yeah, to, there you go. These texts are these texts are coming in. I'm trying to. Oh, get rid okay. Of them. I'll get um, you. But anyway, so yeah, lo- love sports. Um, played sports growing up. Just it was pretty normal from that aspect but again there was no no um understanding of god there was no um i didn't, I didn't grow up in church i didn't know anything about that um right. and obviously and in my later childhood years uh things began to spiral out of control okay so 
you know, I want to go with a little timeline, but that's the, the little, the, the, the part when you were younger. Now yeah. I got to go into some real stuff. I know you see the, the, yeah. the question. I see the question. So it says, what led you to prison? Um, on a, the, the main thing, the main. I, w- I would sum it up in one thing, Okay. but I'll give you the details. Um, I didn't, I didn't know my identity. All right. When you don't know who you are, you don't know what to do. Um, and I didn't know who I was. My whole identity was wrapped up in, um, you know, I, was, I, was, I was a pretty good football player. I was, I was recruited and looked at and by several colleges now because of my identity, lack of character, my SAT score uh, didn't measure out to get some of those scholarships. So I had to go to a, a smaller school. My plan was go to the smaller school and graduate back to Division One. And um, as things worked out, um, not knowing your identity, I got into college. The partying that I began doing in high school just mm. escalated by the time I was in college. Now I, I was all in. Now you throw into the mix. I was uh, I was roomed in college um, <laughs> with with a guy who okay. was uh, a Colombian drug lord's son. Whoa. Okay. And they were handling the drug trade on the whole East Coast. Okay. Um, so I was in hard and heavy pretty quick. Okay. Um, so fast forward, it got a little too heavy for me. I moved out of, out of Baltimore back to Houston to get away from the unit. Okay. I hear everything you're saying. It's coming. I, I know you're going to come toys. back. Yeah, you're going to come back. Your plenty toys, you can, you can change. Right, but what one thing they that is the, the other saying is where you are is where you are. Mm. Like no matter whether I left my playground playmates and play toys, I was still the same. Right, I had no identity, didn't know who I was. My identity was wrapped up in at that time being a football player, but that was no more. Mm. So now I had to create a new identity. Yeah, my new identity was someone that was feared, mm. someone that was respected, mm. someone the girls wanted. Yeah. Um, all these things you fill in the blank. So you know, it all this sin. I wanted to satisfy and gratify my flesh. And you created. Um, I did everything in my power to do that. And you created this persona. So, could you tell me the name of that persona? You know, I you know, I know. Others can give you, but I would not. Uh, I, I, I know the name, though. You know, what I'm saying I already know the name. I've heard the testimony don't, don't before. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Since so you told me don't say it. Now, right. this now we got to get into some deeper stuff. Okay. Now, you see the question. What was it like walking in prison for the first time? Well, I tell you, it's really funny. I was, uh, you know, I was a slow learner. You know, I'm, I'm the picture of the guy in the, in the Bible where it's, it, it talks about insanity. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing again and again, expecting a different result. Right. I had eight, fel- 15 felony arrests, mm-hmm. eight of them still on my record. Um, and I, because the, the lifestyle I was living and the money I had, I had a good attorney, I was beating a lot of cases. Right. Um, and with that being said, though, I was doing... Six month stint, year stint, year and a half stint. When they finally did give me some prison time, uh, a five year sentence, I had so much back time, I walked out the door. Mm. So I never really experienced prison for the first um, seven felonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, even in those times, because of my lack of identity, I always had something to prove. You know, I'm an athlete, I'm a competitor. Right. So I felt like every time I walked into a jail, I, I, I want to I, I shine. <laughs> like we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna let people know that I ain't going. Yeah, you the um, man. And let me just tell you that lasts for a little while, but eventually you find out there's someone right 
Somewhere. A little bit bigger than you. Yeah, he he thinking just like you. Yeah, he yeah, thinking right. just so, like um, you. But again, as a, as a, um, I got a taste of, of of the word of God in '93. I would have said that I um, walked it out for salvation, but I never really surrendered my life to the lordship of Christ. Mm-hmm. I was only getting the fire insurance. I wanted to go to heaven. I like to yeah. tell people I was a fool, but not a damn fool. I wanted yeah. heaven. We but wanted I didn't want it. the lordship. Right. Right. So, so, so when I finally did get a prison sentence, the, before the prison sentence, I actually surrendered my life to Christ. Mm. Now, one of the scariest things about surrendering my life to Christ was that, just that. Like, okay, how do you do prison time as a Christian? Right. That's different. <laughs> like, what's that look like? You we know? don't, we don't I, understand I mean, that. Yeah. Kindness is played for weakness, you know? Right, I mean, right. I want to go down there and show somebody I, I mean business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, everywhere I was looking in Scripture, the Lord was telling me, you want to follow me? You want to really show you trust me? I want you to let me, you know, order your steps. Right. Um, so I went down to that prison, and, and I, I trusted him. And so the first time I walked into a cell, I will tell you it was funny. I walked into a cell, and I was charged up by um, a couple of white brothers, and they, they called me over to the side, and they, yeah. they said, hey, man, um, uh, you're going to need some help in here. And I said, well... If I was looking for help, it probably wouldn't be for you. <laughs> yeah, they, they they say we need to get you <laughs> a tattoo. One hundred fifty pounds soaking wet. Yeah, we need to and get I'm you like, a tattoo uh, too. I said, uh, I came to jail on my own. I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna be riding with nobody, rolling with nobody. We're gonna do this time, me and Jesus. And he's like, Well, we'll see how that works for you. Right. Um, lo and behold, the next person I was approached by was a, was a man of God that yeah. um, sat me down and we, we we built a friendship and he discipled me for the next two years in that prison. Um, which then would lead me to uh, going to another prison, um, which I would be further discipled and begin to grow in the things of God, which in that prison is where I would receive my call from the Lord to uh, do prison ministry. I'd love to say I jumped on that. Um, right. Excitedly. You ran. When, when the Lord told me he's going back to prison, I'm like, I can't wait to get out of prison. I'm not yeah. going back. Don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a crazy thing. So, you know, like for me, when I was in, you know, uh, I went for the first time, I went to the penitentiary. The second time I cried, right? And so my homeboy, he told me, he said, man, nobody's been to the penitentiary unless you cry yet. You, I mean, one time, at least you got to cry one time. So mm-hmm. it was a certain thing that happened to me that second time was when my son came to visit me. Uh, I went in when he was born. So then he was uh, walking in the, the, the room where I was. And I was like, mm. wow, he's walking. And I didn't see it. I wasn't the first to see that. And so wow. when I got back to my cell, I just went to my bed and I cried, man. And I think a few days after is when I had my come to Jesus moment. And so yeah. that's what I got to ask you. Was that a certain thing? The so, moment that changed your life, it wasn't like yeah, let, let, me, let me let me let me speak on that because that was pretty. So, again, as I mentioned in, in 93, I had a walk the aisle kind of an encounter and heard another man give his testimony, and his story was worth mine. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure they don't let dudes like you in prison. I mean, in, 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 they let you in prison, they let you in heaven, yeah, um, because I they, they don't let me in heaven with all, yeah, but his story was worse, and that's when he started sharing about the grace. Of God, and it, it isn't by works; it's by faith. And I'm right. like, okay, well, I'd love some of that. If it's not by my works, it's by His. Let me let me get some of that. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, I, I, I claimed to that fire insurance, but it wasn't until '98, and there was a there was a there was a 
a series of events that happened prior to my last arrest. Mm. But I remember that night in the cell, I hit my knees and I said, God, if you're real, I'm done. I'm done living this way. I've seen some true Christians that have the peace of God, that have the joy of Christ. Mm. Um, if that's a real thing, I want some of that. Mm. Um, and I, I'm telling you, there wasn't an audible voice from heaven, but there truly was a... Um, it was definitely the Holy Spirit that was ministering to me in that moment. I felt a sense of peace, a sense of, of, of comfort. Uh, I felt forgiven, right. which, like, again, it wasn't all like you're forgiven, right. but there was this peace that came over me. And my tears of pain and, and wreckage and shame and all the things that I, pain I caused my dad and family, they didn't deserve any of the pain that I caused them. That's the thing about prison. Prison, you're not the only one doing that. Mm. Your whole family's doing it with you. Yeah, and you know, I started to realize, man, this, this is not right. Like, right. this is not right. But I can't change on my own, Lord. If you're real, I need to meet you. And I would say that night, the Lord met me right there. And it's funny, I opened the Bible the next morning. I opened the Bible, and the first verse that opened it to, I mean, I just parted the Bible down the middle. And it turned to Psalm 30 and 5, and it said, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, but joy comes in the morning. Joy. And I tell you, it was that joy and that peace in the midst of looking at a 50-year prison sentence you can't explain that. You right. can't explain why you got peace when your circumstances are dictating a long, long, long prison sentence yeah. and everything else. And then I think what put the nail in the coffin, when I finally did go to court, you mentioned your, your son. Right. My dad flew down to Houston from Baltimore to be at my trial, and which wasn't a trial. We, we worked out a plea deal, which they were trying to give me 20 years. Great. That came down from 35. And ultimately... We worked a different deal to where I wouldn't get, they were going to give me 20 and drop a case, but they decided to give me two 10-year sentences run concurrent. Okay. So to me, that was a 10-year sentence, and that was that was grace. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was glad to say. Down from 35. I going at, yeah, from 35 to 10, we're, I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah. So I go out in the courtroom, and the judge reads, reads the, the, you know, the, the crime and the time and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And from behind me, as they're reading my sentence, that you'll be, you know, sentenced to the Texas Department of Corrections for 10 years, that I hear my dad behind me two rows back, and he is, he's just kind of weeping. Hmm. And I was like, man, like, I've seen my dad cry two, two other times at my great-grandmother's funeral and when I left for college. Hmm. So there wasn't a doubt that he loved me, but this was the, this broke him. Right. And, I, and, and really what sat in with me is not so much my dad weeping over my life, and the decisions I made and the culmination of the decisions and where I was going, I started to think about it from a heavenly perspective. Like, how sad is God mm. who spared his own son? Mm. And here I am just sticking him again and again with right. my life. Right. And um, I just can imagine how he was broken over my life and wanted to see a change. So that really kind of was the nail on the coffin moving forward. Yeah, that's, that's deep. Because it's, it's crazy because... <sighs> I remember that part, but I wasn't saved then. But like I say, when I had this dream and I did come to Jesus Christ, I came out of fear. I was like, because mm -hmm. God came to me in a dream. He never came to me audible. He never said, my yeah. son, go walk three paces. You know, none of that. But you know, I'm uh, surprised, though, he didn't come that way to you. Like, you know, you, you got such a close walk and talk. I was surprised you didn't get that. <laughs> hey, now, you know, walk. they call me Jesus Jr., you know what I'm saying? So, no, but, <laughs> no, but for real, it's like, when I had that dream, I came to Jesus out of fear. 
But then when mm-hmm. I got out, because I made a covenant with God, and I said, man, hey, if I can make it out of here, Jesus Christ, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to uh, take my family to church. I'm going to do all I have to do. I'm going to serve you. And I tried, now, not to say that I'm perfect, but 90, I tried my, my best to 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 honor my contract. Let me say it like that, to honor the contract. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I got out, I got into biblical school. I did a few things and man, I started studying. I had that hunger for more. And then I say, I had to go back to Jesus Christ. I got to give my life again because now I'm giving Mm. it out of love. You know what I'm saying? It's Mm. not out of fear. I'm learning how much he loved me and my spiritual Mm. father, you know, he's, he's one of those biblical scholars, you know? And so he tells me, he says, uh, you know, you can learn that this verse lines up with this verse and all that kind of stuff all you want to. But you got to understand that if you don't know the ABCs of this thing, if you don't have mm. love for your fellow man, all that mm. stuff you learn doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And so that that really helped me, you know. So to get, you know, to keep it going... Why did you start Charm Ministries? Well, I mean, again, I saw my, finally when I saw, again, I, I said a minute ago that when I first kind of started seeing vision from the Lord to, to go back to prison, when I got out, come back in, um, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And how that started was, you know, a lot of that, there was a lot of ministry happening on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a brother that sees color. Um, a lot of my friends in prison were black and it didn't matter to me and I didn't I didn't choose it because that's their color it just so happened to be that way yeah. but I didn't see things that way I played a lot of sports in prison um, a lot of the ministry that I did was just doing life with people right. it wasn't about beating them over the head with the Bible it was about building a relationship and then earning the respect and trust right. to share what I'd learned in the word and, you know and God began to show me that's what he wanted me to do yeah, I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that out there. There's places out there that need it too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but God, you know, he he, he is, um, you know, he has a funny sense of humor. You know, he just tell him what you want to do. Yeah. Um, he'll laugh. And, but anyway, he just begin to put a burden in my heart and begin to begin to really unveil my eyes. Um, again, I didn't have the prejudice, but what I did have was a um. I mean, I'll just be honest. I didn't like dudes in prison. Mm. There's this constant demand for respect. And I'm like, how is another man going to expect my respect? We don't even respect himself. Like, you can't get my respect, yeah. right? So, but, but I, as I grew in my faith, I started to understand that wanting of respect came from a, a place of brokenness and a need mm-hmm. that only God could meet, right? right? But he was wanting that met from man, right? Right. Um, and as I began to, God began to take the scales off my eyes and begin to see men in prison the way he saw them. And I and I, I say this a lot. This is as, as a bunch of hurting little boys. Mm. I don't care if they're eighteen or eighty. Right. Without Christ, they're hurting little boys. They may not know their condition because we're all hurting little boys. Right. In need of a dad. Right. Right. A real dad. Right. And the real dad is Christ Himself, man. It, it, it's God the Father. It's the one that extends mercy, but He also extends truth, and He gives it in equal proportions. Right. Right. We all need that Father in our life. And, and uh, even though, like I mentioned, I had a good dad, I didn't have a biblical dad. Mm. So my dad didn't raise me in the things of God. Even though there was a lot of love in my home, there wasn't any physical abuse. There, was, there wasn't there was a raising up in the things of God. So I didn't yeah. have the truth. 
I had a lot of grace, but not a lot of truth. Yeah. Either one of those will kill a man. So, yeah. you know, I, I began to learn from the Lord, you know, that, that that's what he wanted from me. He wanted me to, to start a ministry that comes back in and meets people where they are. And obviously, um, people that don't know that are watching our ministry revolves around sports and about concerts and talent shows and whatever right. it takes right. to get on the inside and build a relationship with the man. And, and then from that place, um, obviously share the gospel. The only thing is truly going to set them free. Man, that's what's up, man. Do you know this person? Oh, come on, man. That's that, that's the young Dave. Where'd you get that picture? <laughs> that must be the Hey, I think <laughs> I was telling you, you was like, I don't like the fruit cups. And I was trying to explain to you about, man, just eat it, man. <laughs> or or oh, we was talking about that car seat. That car seat. <laughs> we was talking about that car seat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I know you remember that car oh, seat, man. right? We've had some good old, old times. Oh, yeah, that. man. So, Matter of fact, it's funny. Go ahead. I was talking about you today real quick, and I'll yeah. say this real quick. Go ahead. You can see real quick my, my, my boy over here. Yeah, what's up? What's up? He, he, he can't hear you because I've got my earpiece in. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's, that's Trey Jenkins, man. He's, he's he's new to the ministry here. That's great. Um, comes from a great family. His dad was a pastor um, in the Woodlands, and now they live in um, um, Palestine. But uh, the young brother kind of because of his not really knowing his true identity, even though he lived in a good house, made sort of making bad choices, mm. and he ended up here. We were talking about his is still his, some of his choices. He still listens to some right. some, some some bad music, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, and he said he loves that rap music. And yeah. I'm like, man, it's okay to love rap. I like rap too. He goes, oh, come on, man, you don't yeah. like rap. I said, yeah, I do like rap because it's got the right words. Because to me, it's all about the music. Right. It's all about the words, not the music. Right. The music's good. It it, it accents it and it, it it brings it out. But the truth is, what right. lyrics are you spinning? And that's why you know you and I met. We I had a meet, meet, fell in love with you. What you're you know the, the message you're communicating because I felt like your met your 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 pulpit is your is your music. That's and you right. get to preach your that's life right. um to people and they get to see it. So I was sharing that with this young brother. He was like, man, this stuff goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, that's you gotta give them something like my children, I have to give them some rap that sounds good, right? So they say, oh, right. I want some rap that sounds good. I say, oh, I got somebody for you. So I give them them hard ones, you know what I'm saying? Some hard dudes. And they say, oh, man, that's pretty hard, you know, like, you know, yeah. the Cray and all those guys and stuff like that. And I, and, you know, eventually give them me, you know what I'm saying, because I got to do Yeah, that. well, you know, you got to stay that one for last. Yeah. The best is for last. Yeah, that's right. Even even when I eat food, I wait for the, the <laughs> last part that's the best, and I eat the, the best for last, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yes, man, sir. I'm honored, man, to have you here, man, and... uh taking time out your day to come talk to me and yeah. and I want to say what's up to Kay. Kay, if, yeah. if it's not for Kay, I know you, you know. You know, I want to yeah, ask I, you. I, a, I've been out there a long time ago. I heard your wife was with, with Kay. They went to yeah, prison they went the to day. the prison Sorry. the other day. Now I got to ask you a question. How does it feel? Okay. How does it feel? Because it's a lot of it's a lot of relationships like this. Married relationships where the Husband is shorter than the wife, so I'm trying well, to you see. Know, <laughs> I, 
you know, I, you know, it, none of that matters. Okay. Um, you know, once you're sitting down. Okay, so, I got you. I got, and you know what's crazy? We the same size <laughs> right now. Down. Yeah, we the same height right now on on the screen. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, we're on the phone with the same height. Yeah, we're at the table. We're at the same. Yeah, height. same when height. We stand up when she got those heels on. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's an honor to look up to my wife. <laughs> yeah. How wonderful she is. Man, that's cool, man. And your kids, man. So one of your kids is in college now? I got, I got a friend. I mean, I got a sophomore, which I, I found out yesterday is basically going to skip her junior year because of how many credits she has, which okay. I don't know how she's going to do college in three years. It took me oh, wow. 20 to do that's, college. That's good. Um, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I got a son that's a sophomore in high school at that's Houston great. Christian. That's um, great. Trying to do his thing on the football field. So that's cool. So let me say something. This guy that you're looking at right here, you know, we go into the prison. I go into the prison with him and we uh, minister. I mean, it's a great thing. I'm talking about, man, if you could see it. I got so many people that see pictures of it and they say, oh, man, take me, take me, take me. Because I want to see it too. So it's like, it's amazing because we go in, you play basketball, uh, baseball, or volleyball with the uh, ex felons I call them ex-felons, right? And so yeah. they, they call them inmates, but I call them ex-felons because they can't really do nothing in there. So... You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, but the test, <laughs> like like you were saying about those guys, well, how the respect stuff go, like the testosterone, oh, yeah. the testosterone level is so high in prison. Everybody mm -hmm. want to be hard, want to prove themselves, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. it seems like when we go in, it likes gives them a, a chance to be vulnerable, gives them a chance to just, you know, leave that place for a while, right? Yeah. And so it man, is a beautiful picture of the, of the, the testosterone is still there because you're still competing in a, right. in, a, in a sport. Right. But but you can tell because, and I believe that's because of, 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 of guys like yourself and the other volunteers are so seasoned. Right. And they know how to go in and compete, but still share the love of Christ, even in, in, in athletic competition. Right, right. Um, and they feel love, they sense love, and they, and, and they respond to love. And it's a great sports ministry, man, that, man, I can't, I, I've been a part of uh, different ministries going into prisons like, uh, uh, I used to go into San Jacinto, used to go into Baker Street. Now all I do is go in with charm, man. I, I done got hooked now, you know what I'm saying? Because I love the way you do it, you know. We'll, we'll see you Saturday, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there this weekend, man. I'm, I'm going to be there. I, I took off work. I said, man, they say, we got to work Saturday. I said, no, nah, not me. I said, I'm going to the prison. I'm going to prison. Yeah, better place be prison. Yeah, I say, I'm going to prison. They say, uh, oh, you got like a weekend thing you do? Like you gotta go to prison? I said yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's a weekend thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm sentenced or something. So, man, it was great talking to you, man. Mm. And uh, charm ministries, truly an honor, man. Man, charm ministries, and I have some more uh, things that I've been, you know, uh, doing. Uh, and I do these things like you know, I'm just starting this podcast, right? So, you know, when I listen, I've listened to a million podcasts over the years. And so they have these sponsors. They say, we want to thank this person and this person for this, this. And I'd be saying, yeah, uh, I want to thank the people at Josiah's House Ministries, the people at Charm Ministries. I want to thank the people mm -hmm. at uh, Eyes on Me, Inc. And those are my sponsors, you know. And so yeah. you're going to you're going to see it, you know, once it comes out and stuff and everything's going to be cool, man. 
man. Yeah. I want to thank you, man. And I see you. Yeah, saying. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your, your love to the Lord and all for the sure. um to, to take those treats back, man. For, for sure. Real. And I see you Saturday, my man. All right, brother. God bless. Love. Thanks again. And record by day good. How could we make it better? No, not now. And you can get rid of Dave. Yes, yes, yes. Now, return the dashboard. Okay. Pass. 28 seconds. Oh, you got my, my, my card? No, I got your, your logo. Oh, I was going to say, I, I got my I got my card, though, too, from the prison. When I... <laughs> oh, see, this is this a real, you know, I got my board that recreated. I see you know, that. That's the real one. I had yeah, I've got my, I got my real with it, but you don't want to see it. It's crazy looking. Oh, okay. So let me go ahead. And, uh... It was like Charles Manson. <laughs> Let me start this thing right here. So, little music first, and then we go into it. Boom. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 God is amazing, homie. Saying I might think before the case, Mike Tyson before a rape. Mind stealing MJ Green, head tight in his lace. What's a lie to the truth? A defeated foe, like two times two, but with a different meaning, dude. He multiplying brand new, mathematically clearing the windshield so you can clearly see through. That's Jesus at the end of that road. Freak this finally bed. I'ma show you how to make I'm a rap gorilla Smooth criminal king Here for the walking day Get through Oh, you got my, my, my card? No, I got <laughs> Yeah
Yeah. 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 Yeah.